intentional, tactical, and actionable information you can use to take your real estate investing business to the next level. This is REI Rocket Fuel. All right, so today with us, we have none other than the infamous Bryce and Morgan Brown, the real estate power couple of Wichita. Guys, thank you for making time today. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. So talk to me about, um, I guess, not real estate related, but a question I've always wanted to ask over the years of knowing you guys, how on earth did you guys meet? How did we meet? meet? Yeah, meet. Like how, how, how did Morgan become a Brown? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, we met in college when, in Tennessee, at the University of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was. Um, Bryce played I was there in, his freshman yeah, year. Yeah, I, I had a class with one of her friends at the time that I didn't, I didn't know, but they were best friends growing up. Yeah, my best friend. She saw me and asked her friend about me. Please, you wish. <laughs> no. No. Not at all. No, he ran in the same circle as one of my best friends growing up. She was smitten. Please. <laughs> Swipe it. <laughs> All right, tell him that didn't even exist back then, Bryce. Come on. Exactly. Like he's seriously <laughs> really on one today. No. Basically, it's simple. My best friend growing up, um, she played basketball at UT. Bryce is there playing football. Um, so just you know, kind of small world. We met through um she had had a few summer classes with Bryce, and we just sort of ended up in the same group. So and you were smitten right away. Swiping. No, no. <laughs> we didn't end up together officially for another probably year and a half after that. So hmm. we, were, we were friends right. for a while. Yeah. Cool. Well, fun. Well, this isn't a marriage podcast, so we'll <laughs> move on from that. As much as I'm sure you guys have plenty of advice in the parenting and marriage realm, we'll save that for a different day. Uh, how did you guys get started investing in real estate? Um, when Bryce retired from the NFL, um, we were just looking for our next step. Um, his uncle, who actually is also a um, former NFL player, um, and his wife had had a lot of success in real estate, and we're super close with them. So when we were looking for our next step, we went up to Omaha, spent the weekend with them. Um, they were game changers for us. They opened up everything for us, showed us their portfolio. I mean, everything, just very transparent about what it takes to start. And we went from there. We, um, our first deal was a five doors package that we did a complete overhaul on. And we just went from there. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, that's where I thought we started. And then I think we sold pretty much all of them since then. We just sold yeah. the last one of those yeah, was... um, this past summer. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, was that the duplex then? Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. yeah, you guys did good on that one. Good work. Yeah. <laughs> Real good work on that one. So why, uh, I guess, why sell those five? Was it more of like, a, this is what we thought we wanted to buy and we thought they were good deals at the time. And like, now that you've changed your investment strategy, it's like, eh, those are kind of outside our portfolio now. Um, even at that time, I mean, just to be brutally honest, like 
I was not crazy about those properties. Um, when we drove up to them, I was just like, you got to be kidding me, Bryce. That like, we are not buying these places. Like they the look- area or just because they were run down or all of it. Yeah, area, all of was it. Like, yeah. area was not great. And then the former owner just had not done anything like he had been yeah. a total slumlord. Right. And so we had to put quite a bit of money into him, but we got a crazy deal on him. Like you could never, you know, nowadays you could never get what we sure. got for. Um and it just like, we kind of looked at it as you've got to start where you've got to start. Right. And then we decided after a few years, because, you know, once you get into tenants and holding properties and the whole thing, you kind of learn um, what to expect from certain right. areas of town, certain types of tenants you're going to get, the whole type of thing. And we, within a year or so, I think we bought our first like property on the east side, and we were just like, "This is more. This, you know, this more is better. Yeah, it's cash flow and headaches. Exactly, yes. yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's always a balance between the two. Exactly, and we knew that we weren't. We we were not about to be the type of landlords chasing people down, no. physically going to a house to get right. rent, you know, stuff right. like that. So we basically looked at that as just a pure business. Like we're going to use these properties and sell them off piece by piece. Every single property that we sold of that package, we sold for more than we bought the entire thing for. And Dang. You, know, you can't beat okay. it. No, that'll work. And one of the things my uncle always said too, now that they've, you know, they've been investing for a while and he talked about, you know, just their standard and what they look for. And he always says that if he wouldn't stay in a place, he's not going to mm-hmm. expect somebody else to stay in it. So we kind of raised nice. our standard. Yeah. Uh, from there and, and yeah. it's worked out for us. Yeah. I mean, I certainly know that, I mean, every single one of your guys is that, you know, we've either done business on, or I have, you know, seen or drove by, or you showed me pictures of, I mean, it, I, I don't know if there's a better duo of st- like standard of living in a 800 or $900 rental in the city. Like you, you definitely spend uh, candidly more than I would, but <laughs> it's your guys' standard that you guys have. And, you know, that fits into your portfolio and that fits into what you guys want out of it. And that's everything for it. And I'm sure you have less turnover than I do. And you could probably get, you know, an extra 50, $75 a month more on a two bedroom than I can because of it. So I'm sure I have much to learn, but uh, You'd be surprised because, um, you know, we'll put a little bit more into it, but we will look at like what the average rent on the street is and we'll push it, man. Like we'll push it to $250 more than what the average on the street a is. Month? And a I'll, month? And I always told and her she's not going to get it. Bryce, every time, every single time, he's like, you'll never rent this place out. And the first people who see it, take it. No way. Every time. Not in... In knowing how your guys' properties look, that shouldn't surprise me. <laughs> shouldn't surprise me at all. So moving from that, uh, you know, so you guys have been investing for what? Seven, eight years? Maybe uh, more? About no, uh, this is our sixth year. Okay. We started in 2016. All right. So six years in, what's the biggest lesson you guys have learned? Go Doesn't have to be a mistake. I would I would say go slow and be patient. Like mm-hmm. I think that's been our biggest uh, biggest thing that's helped us is I feel like with the market changing and stuff, we've always been able to adjust to it because we've always 
Uh, we've never been, we never got ahead really of ourselves. Well. Yeah, yeah, we've never yeah. got We've always been able to adjust because we move slow. And, mm-hmm. and I'm the one who tends to be the one that moves, want to move faster or. Oh, whatever. I know it. <laughs> I know it. Bryce is always the one I text when I got a deal. And uh, then, yeah, I know. And then Bryce ends up putting us in a group chat. I'm like, Bryce, no, come on, man. <laughs> me and you, dog, we're going to do this. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times we've had houses brought to us and Bryce is like, you know, we need to take this one. We need to take this one. And I'll be like, it's not right. It, you know, it doesn't fit. So right. I would agree. So though, it's a discipline we, thing. I think yeah. it's a little bit, but we, we've both had to grow. I think there's yeah. been times too, where I think her being scared kind of stopped us from, 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 from doing some stuff yeah. too. So we definitely, it both. It, it's definitely been a growing, um, situation in general. I mean, when we first started real estate and I'm being totally candid here, I cried and cried and cried. I was terrified to get into it. Like we really didn't know anything about it. And I was looking at it as like, we were so young. I mean, we were 25 and it's like, that was our savings. That was all we had in the whole world. And we've got these two little boys and I just felt really overwhelmed. Like I felt like are we really going to put up this much risk, you know, and do this? Um, So I do come from a much more uh, just practical, like trying to look like very thoroughly look through everything. So I've definitely, um, you know, we were talking last week about because of me, we have definitely left a lot of money on the table at certain times. So that's one of our goals moving forward is to be, we're more comfortable now. You know, I think we're more comfortable taking a little more risk now, but it was you guys a little more experience. You probably made a little bit more money and yeah. you've got a little more yeah. credibility at the bank. Like you're more bankable. So it's a yeah. lot more forgiving the yeah. further and further you get into it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you get more comfortable. Like I remember at the beginning people, like when people would be like, yeah, we, you know, we've bought 10 houses this year. Like I'd be like, how are you comfortable buying? You know, like it's a whole house. Yeah. Like, so that would just seemed crazy to me. And now I'm like, you know, we know what we're looking at for the most part. Right. Like, you know, yeah, I get like, it now. There's yeah, a lot I of- mean, from analyzing your first deal to, I mean, to how many light bulbs are we going to need? I mean, this, <laughs> this is the budget to walking into a house now and in yeah. 15 minutes being able to say, yeah, we're going to spend about 35 to 40 somewhere in there and being okay with that $5,000 gap versus being exactly. like, we're going to spend exactly $32,187.12. And it's like, yeah. oh, you're going to go over budget because you've never yeah. done this before. You're probably going to end up spending more on that first rehab than you would on a rehab now that you analyze less intensely. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's certainly something that I've noticed in our business. I mean, like you said, when I bought my first one, you did all the work myself. I mean, I was, you know, installing everything. YouTube University was the way to go. <laughs> and you know, I would hear people talk about, yeah, you know, I bought five houses last month. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I cannot imagine. Like, I'm, yeah. if I did one more this year of me doing all this myself, I'd be like, what a great year. We killed it. I'm talking about five a month, 10 a month. And I'm like, that blows my mind. And then you get further and further in the business and you hit that, you know, the economies of scale and it's like, Oh, okay. Like that's not so far fetched. Like that's not so, that's not so crazy. Right. So yeah, no, I, I, I totally, uh, I totally resonate with you guys on that. So what, uh, 
I mean, you talked about, you know, staying disciplined and you talked about, you know, staying focused and going slow and just being patient. What strategies or what kind of properties are you guys buying now? Like what are like, what are you staying disciplined towards and why? Um, I will say I won't buy a two bedroom uh, because you cannot rent them for enough, in my opinion. Um, sure. And, you know, really it's hard to sell them. It's really hard to sell them. Someone it living is. in a two bed, it's probably not buying them. They're probably renting. Yes, mm-hmm. it's very yeah. tough. Um, there's some people that'll grab those up because you can buy them a little cheaper. But sure. I think in the long run, when you look at rentability, you know, if you need to sell it, the whole thing, right. um, we we try our very best to stay away from two beds. Sure. We really love what you know, like a three bed, two bath or a four two. Right. Um, <laughs> and we really, really focus on areas of town yeah like i mean you know again you know how many times have you sent us a house and bryce would be like i can't with that location like right even if it's not even that bad right yeah it's just outside of your scope yeah like it has to be on a nice street it has to be somewhere that when a tenant drives up they immediately know what we expect of them we're not gonna have like dumpy neighbors around like we want a streets like yeah I understand that. Yeah. yeah it, that's, it keeps uh, the renters to it, to that standard. Like they're not going right. to dump it up. If everybody around them, the houses are clean and nice, right. you know, they kind of know what's expected of them. Now, have you had, I mean, in, in, in all the years and all of the tenants and houses and everything, have you had one that you were like, you know, this was an awesome rehab and put a ton of money in this house. This house is awesome. And it got absolutely trashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Nice yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell me about that one. Mm-hmm. That one was we, fun. Oh, the one on ninth. Yes. I almost bought that one. That's right. I know. I remember that. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That. Um. That's a you know great. That's our, that's our that's our first and only eviction. Yeah, we had to do. Ooh. We had to fix. Um, and it broke my In heart. Six years. That's not bad. No. no six years not. and all the house and one eviction. That ain't bad. Yeah, I agree. But it was a nightmare. Like, yeah, I'm was. not even kidding. Like, um, rented it out to her. Of course, she loved it. It was beautiful. Like, we had. Oh, yeah. Awesome yeah. Like, it was beautiful. And man, that lady literally three months in told us to stop texting her, to stop asking for rent. Like, she just straight up was like, I'm out. I'm the, done. We're not. I'm not paying you guys. The neighbors reached out to us in the middle of the night one day and was like, uh, I think you're Tenants are moving or whatever. I mean, we were happy. But this was after the eviction process. And she knew the system. It was like a nightmare. She knew the system well enough that she knew she could like postpone court dates and all this stuff. stuff. So she dragged the eviction out for months. So she'd done this before. Oh my gosh. You have no idea. This is her ammo going from house to house to landlord to landlord. Yeah, just yeah. We um we we went in after she moved out and the place I almost cried. Like I, uh, I'm making myself sound super emotional on this <laughs> podcast, but we had just put so much work, and she had only lived in it for three, three months. months. And we Dang. had to replace the carpet again. We, I mean, she like went in there. It looked like what twelve dogs had lived in that house. Oh so no, it was a nightmare. It and was, she left a lot of stuff too. Yeah, so she left a, a lot ton of, stuff. of trash. That's too awful. bad. It was awful. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's a nice neighborhood. Like, I was that was a great neighborhood. I know. I, I know. Are you guys going to fix it up and sell it? Take advantage of the market right now? Or are you going to? 
We just ran it out. That, yeah. that one rents for like $1,400 a month. And I believe it. We paid cash it. for it. So I'm like, hey, we're keeping that thing. Yeah, no doubt. So what, uh, looking back, anything you could have done differently to prevent that with that tenant? Or was that just an anomaly? Like, oh, what's the lesson that you guys learned out of that deal? I always do a background check. Yeah, I mean, at we, the end of the day. We weren't consistently doing background checks at that time, which sounds so stupid now. I can't even it, believe we ever It really does. Right. <laughs> I mean, but, for 25 bucks online, <laughs> you could have saved yourself a lot of money there. Yes, mm-hmm. you sure can. But yeah, we, I, we just totally dropped the ball on that one. He was finishing up his last semester of school and mm-hmm. um, I was working on kinds of different things and I just honestly was ready to be done with it. That was totally on me putting her in there. Like I was like, I trust her. She's so nice. <laughs> like huge mistake. They're all nice. Yeah. Hard will get you killed in the real estate game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with your guys's strategy and kind of the, the areas and like the types of houses that you guys only stay disciplined towards and only look at those, do you see that changing with the market or, or, or are you guys just going to like double down and like be even more disciplined as, you know, potentially the market continues to be flooded with opportunities off market? Are you guys going to open up those parameters a little bit and kind of, you know, expand or are you really going to hone in and wait, I guess? Um, I think we're definitely trying, like our goal, one of our big goals for the coming years is to to definitely scale and expand. But I do think that there are. Um, I think for buy and holds, we'll probably stick to the same. Yeah. Standard, same. Yeah. yeah. Parameters, but as for sure, but as, as far as flips, I think we're willing to expand. I think we're more. I think we're more comfortable to go mm-hmm. outside of mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, not sure. not not anything crazy, you know. <laughs> I mean, God forbid you go south of Kellogg. <laughs> I mean, let's not uh, let's not get crazy now. <laughs> let's not get crazy, lot. Yeah, I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> uh, talk to me about how how. How does the dynamic work between the two of you being in business together? Because I know there's a lot of people out there who are a husband and wife team or uh, or they're they're thinking about going into business together as a husband and wife. And I'm sure there's some dynamics there that are certainly interesting. And I'm sure it's not always easy because you have to make business decisions, but you have to do it with the person that you go to bed with every night. So, I mean, it's easier for me to make decisions with my partners because I get to go home and see my wife and don't have to fight with her about that. So what kind of, what's navigating that look like? What advice would you give to other husband and wife teams? I would just say what, what you're good at, stick to that, mm-hmm. do that and, and let the other person do what they're good at. And then just kind of, you know, be complimentary to each other. Um, like for me, I'm not Morgan's more into the, the detail, the devil's, you know, is in the detail and, and she's good at design, things like that. So for me, it'd be best that I stay out of that. And my thing is demo and, you know, all that nasty stuff and sure. keeping guys, keeping contractors in line, working, things like that. Sure. Um, anything outside of the detail and the design aspect, just leave it to her. And I think we also too, like, I would highly encourage anybody that's looking to get into it as a couple that, 
um, either hire someone who you trust with numbers or one of you should be very good with numbers yeah. because especially yeah. once you get, um, like you mentioned earlier, really good relationships with banks and stuff like that. If you're not organizing good with money, that could almost be your downfall. I mean, absolutely. all of the sudden you have a lot more access to, you know, the doors really open up, so to speak. And somebody has to really keep things tight, you know, and make sure that you're on budget and everything's being handled properly. Um, and for us, that's me. I'm super type A. Um, I like carry plan around with me everywhere, you know. So. Wait, what? I would have never guessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, Lord. I just think organization is key in anything, but especially this, like if you're going to be your own boss, if you're going to make your own money, if you're going to be responsible, be responsible. Right. Um, make sure yeah. you have somebody that you either trust to do that or make sure that you can really level up and get to that point. Cause again, that's, that's a deal breaker. I think it's. Yeah. I've talked to a lot of people, you know, newbie investors or agents on the team at the brokerage that are like, ah, you know, like I want to get, started like I see you doing it like you know like what like what's the advice that you have like, from day one treat it like a business yeah like, like you don't need to go out and make your LLC and like your like you know plan your corporate retreat day one but right. keep track of every dollar keep track of every hour like plan and structure and build your infrastructure and your systems in your business Exactly. Build it like you're buying 10 houses a month. Exactly. If you do that, once you scale up to the point of where you are buying 10 or more houses a month, you don't have to shut the business down, take a step back and build all that stuff and you know uh, miss out on a year's worth of income because you had to hit the pause button and go fix everything. Exactly. Build everything in the beginning to be big. Treat it like a business from day one. Character and honor go a long way with that. I mean, if you especially can, when you're self-employed, like if there's exactly. no one around to be like, exactly. hey, hold right. me accountable. Exactly. Like, you you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and know that you've handled every penny correctly and you've done it right because no one's keeping you in check. Right. So that's important. Oh, absolutely. Important. Absolutely. Well, it's kind of the perfect segue into the last question I had. It's the best piece of advice you guys would give to a new investor. And what's the best piece of, of advice you give to someone on the fence about getting started in real estate investing? Um, I would say be careful who you trust. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's a big one. Be careful who you trust. And and there's a lot of good people in the in real estate, and there's a lot of yeah. bad people in real estate too. So we've made some of our home. best yeah. Wichita friends through yeah. real estate. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, like there's some amazing people, but we've also dealt with some snakes, which, yeah. you know, you know, uh -huh. uh, <laughs> but um, I would say to anybody on the fence, I would say do it. Wouldn't I would you? Too. I yeah. mean, it has changed our life. It has totally changed our life. And I tell everybody that like anybody who will listen, anybody who asks me about real estate, I, I just gush about it. Like, I'm I like, know. <laughs> do it, do it. It'll change everything because it's so exciting when you find something like that. That and, and you don't have to know everything. No, you can learn start. along the way, right. and you just have to start. You just have to do it. And it seriously, if you do it right and you you make the right decisions, in five years you'll look back and just be like, wow, 
I mean, yeah. you don't even know how you did it. No, sometimes we seriously sit and we'll be like, how did we get this far? Like, what? how did we even do it? And it's like, do you guys wish you would have started sooner? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the, everybody, everybody does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my second year as an agent, I was 19 and I, I just started asking anybody that had been in any form of real estate for more than 15 years. And I was like, what's the best piece of advice you would give me? And they said, I wish I'd have bought more houses. I wish I would have bought more real estate. And that was the most consistent answer of everything I got. And I was like, all right, Chip, uh, I, I have my margin. It's like everybody's looking back, wishing they would have started earlier. I'm 19. I've only been legally be able to buy a house for a year. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could have started a year ago, but you know, second best time to plan a tree is right now. So mm-hmm. let's right. get it rolling. So yeah, I mean, I that's uh, you know for for anybody listening who's on the fence, you know, if you weren't convinced, you know, by Bryson Morgan, you know, to get started in it, and when you do get started in it, to do it right from the jump because real estate's the fastest way to build wealth, mm-hmm. but it's the fastest way to go bankrupt if you do it wrong. It's an illiquid asset. It's not like a stock. If the stock starts to tank, you can sell, you can move out. Mm-hmm. Piece of real estate, you better love it because you're married to it. Yep. Someone's got to come bail you out of that <laughs> piece of real estate. And it's going to be at a huge discount or it's going to be a foreclosure. It's going to be a negative situation. So not to scare anyone off of the fence, but just to make sure when you do get started, to get started and do it right from the jump, you will absolutely wish you would have started earlier. I know I do. And I started about as early as I could. And I wish I had started earlier. Exactly. So I I really appreciate your guys' time. I know you're busy. Um, Anything, uh, anything else you want to say before we part ways here? Thank you for having yeah, us. For having of course. Of course. Glad to be the first. Yeah. Of course. No, yeah. I'm, uh, I couldn't think of a better duo to have on the show for the first episode than you guys. So I really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time out of your schedule to make it happen. Of course. Thanks so I'll much. I'll see you guys out there. Yep. All right. Bye. Later guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of REI Rocket Fuel. For even more content, follow us on social media or head over to www.reirocketfuel.com.